Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, this is the third session of our Patriotic Bible Study. In this session, we're going to be talking about what it looks like walking out our rights as Americans. We're also going to be talking about why it's important, what it represents, and how we go about doing that. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, thank you so much for um, just this beautiful night. Thank you for the people here and the people joining us online. Thank you for their hearts and their, um, their desire to, to learn more and grow in knowledge of you and their purpose in this life as, as believers, but also as American citizens, Father. We thank you for, uh, for um, this country. We thank you for the freedom and the principles that it was established on in your word. And we thank you that we have an opportunity to, to walk those out in our daily life. And we ask um, just for your presence here tonight. We thank you for joining us. And uh, we just thank you for uh, what we're about to share tonight. I pray that you'll speak through us and that we'll be clear. And um, you'll just uh, encourage us tonight, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. <clears throat> well, to start with our first part of the overview, we're going to go ahead and go back into the first sentence of the Declaration of Independence. So if you guys can go ahead and get those out. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> He's memorized the entire Declaration of Independence. <laughs> He's got it. I, I, I meant to play it again, but I think I left it on my uh, keys. It's all good. Yeah, if you want, that's fine. Alrighty, so the first sentence it says <clears throat> Unanimous uh, Declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to opinions of mankind requires that they should declare these causes which impelled them to the separation. So if you guys remember, we talked about we talked. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good. <laughs> Come on in, guys. We got some people joining us. Um, my name's Chris, by the way. I'm Connor. What's up, Connor? Guys? Awesome. <clears throat> and this is Stephanie. Stephanie, very good to meet you. Happy you guys are here. Come on. So we're uh, we'll we'll just reread. So we're just going over a little bit of overview of what we talked about the first session in the second session. And so uh, it, we're just reading the very first sentence of the Declaration of Independence. So we'll reread that for you guys and everything. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and the nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So, you know, in the very first session, we talked about why that first sentence was very, very important to the Founding Fathers. And we go back into a little section of that first sentence and when it says the laws of nature and the nature's God entitle them. That, that phrase is very, very important because that 
is why, that is the main core reason why um, the, the founding fathers in America really separated from Great Britain. Okay? It shows, it shows us what they believed. You know, and it was a very big thing to them because off of that single phrase, they pretty much they, they made all of their laws off of that phrase. If nothing really was congruent to that phrase, anything to the laws of nature, if nothing was congruent with that, they didn't make, didn't make a law on that. So, you know, a very hot topic today, just to give you a little overview, is <laughs> just <one>. abortion. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, does, does animal, do animals kill their own kind? Yeah. Yeah? Sometimes. Well, when it's in the womb? No. No. So, they took that. They saw that the laws of nature... And natures of God, they saw that and they said, well, that doesn't apply to us at all. Why should we do that as well? And a verse to kind of help back that, which is incredible. Uh, no, you're good. <laughs> Little Lenny Kravitz. American woman. Patriotic music. No. Yeah, no. some background music. Springsteen, maybe? Oh, I it's love her, it. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's a half comedy show around here. Yeah, exactly. So a, a verse to kind of back that is Romans 1, 18 through 20. And I looked this up in the uh, Passion Translation. So it says, For God in heaven unveils the holy anger, breaking forth against every form of sin, both toward ungodliness that lives in our hearts and evil actions, for the wickedness of the humanity deliberately smothers the truth and keeps people from acknowledging the truth about God. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively. Hmm. For God has embedded the knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of, of ignorance. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible. Such as his internal power and transcendence. That verse just it, it, it correlates exactly to that phrase up in the Declaration of Independence: "The laws of nature and the nature's God entitled them." Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. We talked about why that was so important to the founding fathers and why that phrase helped build America essentially. Yeah, and why they the. From the 13 reasons, or not the 13 reasons, um, the 27 reasons listed out in the Declaration of Independence, it was all based off of that. That's why they, they wanted to break away from Great Britain. <clears throat> and um, we also talked about uh, inalienable rights. Mm. And we defined that. Um, John Dixon, the signer of the Constitution, helped frame the Declaration of the Independence said that an unalienable right is which God gave to you in which no inferior power has a right to take away. If anybody takes it away, that is stealing. So if any government, if any person, any entity takes away or restricts it just a little bit, they are stealing from you. Not only are they stealing from you, but they're stealing from God. See, inalienable rights are a gift from God. They are given from God to us. 
And that's why governments and other entities cannot take them away. Because we answer to God. You know? That, mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that we talked about in the very first session. Is we, we talked about the laws of nature and natures of God. And we, we defined the reasons why, they, uh, why we have drove away from Great Britain. And we talked about the uh, inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. We talked about what it is and how it helped form the Bill of Rights and our amendments. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really... Uh, most of you hopefully have heard of this, these few sentences. It's, it's, the, it's early on in the Declaration of Independence. And it says, um, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Why is that word so difficult? Unalienable (laughs) rights. Um, That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Come on. So those are God-given, right? Come on. No government gave those to you because if the government could give them to you, they could also... Take them away. Take them away, okay? And that's what is trying to happen here in our country and that's where this battle, this kingdom clashes, right? There's God's kingdom, which is alive in us, in our hearts as believers, right? And there's also this world's kingdom yeah. that is coming against that in every way it can. Good versus evil have you, okay? And so people who, who aren't, you know, um, a part of God's kingdom, you know, they're, they're, they're operating from a world's kingdom. They, they hate that right there. They can't stand that because they right. want ultimate control. They don't yeah. want you to be a free thinker. They don't want you to no. make your own choices and be a self-governing individual, which is really the basis of the Constitution and the American idea of um, how we're supposed to go about is to be self-governed. That was really the ultimate goal because they had just come out of massive tyranny in, massive. in, in England, not only religiously, but civilly in every single way. They were constantly controlled. Big Brother is what we like to refer to here in America, and yeah. it's really annoying, but um, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, okay, so to secure them, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Consent okay? of the governed. That's you and me. That's yep. us. That's the citizens of the United States of America, Right. According to the Declaration of Independence and according to our American way of life, the government is subject to the consent of us, right? That's why we have voting and that's a mess right now, right? Because these things have been trampled on. And that's why it's so important to have these. Um, Deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of their ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. And it goes on and on and describes that. But uh, two weeks ago, so session two, the last session we had, you know, I spoke and I really, I just kind of felt God... Um, just wanting to to just connect with people at a heart level and just to just to have a soften our heart once again towards God because I've talked with many of you and some of you in, in um, more in depth about just some of the stuff that we're seeing in our country and world right now that's really affecting 
um, this way of life that we so cherish as Americans, this freedom yeah. and liberty that, yeah. that we have. And um, too often it's taken for granted and then it's only really brought to our attention when it's being threatened, right? And it's yeah. probably being threatened now more than any other time, at least in my lifetime, that I can recollect. Maybe I'm more aware now because of my age, but I mean, I remember, I remember when Reagan was president, I was, I was born in the Reagan administration. And so I remember him being president. I remember the wall coming down in Germany um, those were, you know, I remember Desert Storm and Desert Shield and many of those events through the 90s just as a, as a teenager. And uh, I remember paying attention back then. But even during those times, you know, I still felt like there was a patriotism. There was an American yeah. a hope, an ideal, a dream and that we could come together on. Yeah. And I just feel like that's being just ripped apart right now a lot through compliance, you know, our own willful, yeah. and, but which is driven by fear. Right. Yep. The world 100%. comes at us with fear and they try to control us by fear. Hitler took over much of the known world at that time through fear. Right. And the same thing is happening here. Do it or else comply or else. And we have that's why it's so important to remember where we came from yep. and who we are in Christ Jesus to remember our purpose, why we're here. And so we can make decisions based on who we are, not by the circumstances going on around us, right? 100%. So we're not going to make decisions based in fear. We're going to make decisions and actions from a place of peace, inside out versus outside in. And that's difficult because there's times where, listen, we've had in-depth conversations, April and I have, a lot of you and I have, of just like being upset and being mad and angry. And you should be. You should be upset about the tyranny that's happening in our country because, and it should come from a place of righteousness, right? A righteous anger because it's not as it should be. Righteousness translates as it should be. And when things aren't as it should be for a believer, for someone who trusts God as, as for their um, provision in every way of life, it's upsetting and it's not how it should be. But righteous anger is driven by love, okay? Yeah. Anger in and of itself is driven by flesh and there's a big difference, okay? Well, and I think it too, you can... At least for me, I got I got angry and just really upset is because as I talked a believer, you off the ledge. <laughs> I think we talked each other off the ledge a couple so, times. We were like the rope going over the ledge on each side, like <laughs> straddling it, like I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the reasons why, and I talked about this when I was speaking on the first session is, you know, this the beginning of the year. I was I was ignorant on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, the beginning know. of last year. Yeah, twenty twenty. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So a year ago. Holy smokes! It's been a year, buddy. Me. Welcome <laughs> to America. Twenty twenty one. But yeah, so the beginning of last year, I decided because I saw when I first saw the the headlines of COVID coming into America and everybody should be afraid of it. I said, I was so mad. I was like, you serious? I was like, are you what? Like, why is everyone being so afraid of this? And then when I saw more of the COVID crackdowns and everyone yeah. just shutting down the businesses and everybody going into quarantine. I was so mad. And the reason why is because it did not settle something in my heart. Mm -hmm. I said, no, as a believer and as an American, as what I know right now, we should be free. We should not be able to be, we should not be living in slavery, uh, slavery from right. this. Mm -hmm. This well, is against yeah. America. And so I decided to educate myself mm -hmm. on what our principles were as Americans. Mm -hmm. And what I found more and more was that it is so integrated, integrated into the Bible. It is. That the, there are biblical principles that built this country, yeah. this great nation of ours. Mm -hmm. And in and, and some of, as I can, saw and read, I, I got even more mad, but then I had to, 
a lot of anger going around in these parts yeah. there. I had to, I had to talk, I had to go to God and say, okay, what the heck do I do? What do we do here? And he said in June, he told me, he said, it's time to teach people the truth about America yeah. and me. And so I said, okay. And you know, and that, that's why we're ultimately here is because we decided together to do this, you know, and yeah. we wanted to teach everybody as much people as we can, the truth, as much as we know it, you know, of course we don't know everything. We're just doing what God's told us to do. Yeah. Know? But the, the principles of America are biblical principles mm-hmm. and they're amazing. They're incredible. And that's why, that's why USA, America has been so successful. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, we kind of closed out, you know, last week, last set, two weeks ago. It's weird to say that. But, um, you know, we went through some of the, the quotes and famous um, of some of our founding fathers and stuff. And just, just reinstilling kind of that, that, um, that self-governing, that independence, that, that uh, liberty, that heart of liberty that we so cherish as Americans. And, yeah. um, and then, there were, you know, there was some um, really, it really last time had all to do about understanding your purpose your calling as as children of God, as believers, and how to walk those out in America when when uh, freedom is on, at stake right now, mm-hmm. and how to and we're going to talk more about that tonight about um, how, the how to the more practical application of like how do I um, continue living in this if these maybe rights are are restricted or taken and. Where's my line in the sand, maybe? And this is going to be different for everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, and really, more than anything, you know, nobody can decide for you, you know, where that is. Nobody can decide, you know, what you can do. The only thing that you can say is trust the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Listen to the Holy Spirit, trust God, and be led by Him, right? If you're being pushed or you're being forced into a situation... Um, sometimes that can happen in the flesh outside of our own will, but God always draws us forward. God always leads. He's 100%. a gentleman, right? He doesn't, he doesn't push, right? Because right. he's not a bully. He doesn't, come on, come on, go, 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 go. And I know that's counterintuitive to what religion has taught us over the years. Like God's going to force you here or God's going to bring this into your life to slow you down so it, you, know, you listen to him more. God doesn't use evil for his purposes, okay? That's totally anti-God. It's anti-Christ theology. It is literally written in James that he doesn't do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, going forward with this week, you know, um, that was a brief overview. I encourage you to go back and watch the YouTube videos. Yep. They're posting. If you need that link, we can certainly give it to you. I'm yep. sure you'll put it on this. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Chris, what do you got? So yeah, like I said, we're gonna be t- walk- we're gonna be talking about walking out our rights as Americans. We're gonna go over three things. Uh, three things. We're gonna be talking about why it's important to do this, what it represents to people and us, and then how to do it. And kind of what Greg was saying is the. It's really really important to find your purpose, yeah. and to find your purpose, you have to find your identity in Christ. You know, as you find out who you are in Christ, you're gonna find out more of your lane he's gonna you're gonna find out more of uh, what he's called you to do yeah you know and because um, as I was thinking and, and meditating on what to talk about for for tonight the more that I um, 
was just talking with God. He was just saying more that as we walk out our rights as Americans, the more it honors and shows value to each other. It's true. Yeah. And the reason why is because America, as I said, was built on biblical principles. It is supposed to help people to be prosperous and to help um, as individuals and as as each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and our rights help grant that. It's um, it's it's uh, it, it. I guess I'm just totally amazed by the founding fathers and their thoughts and and just what the the thinking process and the the amount of time it took them to really implement our system and our government. Yeah. I mean, it took months, yeah, years. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. This. And strong conviction. And and not only that, but uh, a forward-thinking, a forward-thinking mind to think about us, you know, years later. They weren't just thinking about their generation. In fact, I think it was John Adams who said, I hope future uh, Americans never forget the sacrifice that my generation made for them. Yeah. And it's true because the the sacrifices that were made for this country to be founded between, you know, when the, that declaration was written in 1776 by Thomas Jefferson, you know, when they sent that to the king, didn't make the king very happy, but, um, you know, there was a, a, a revolution that took place, right? And we yeah. fought for years and years and years and so many people died and, and lost their lives without experiencing the constitutional freedoms and rights that we have right now. It was before that. Yeah. All they saw was, was the hope for that. And they didn't know if it was going to happen because the war hadn't been won yet. We hadn't gained our independence from, from England yet. Well, it wasn't that, until they, that. This system of government has never been tested. Right. You know? Yeah, it was an, it was an idea. It yeah. Really, um, the Amer- America was an experiment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's been going. It's not perfect, right? It's not, but it's going better than any other form of government that has been instituted by man on the face of the earth. Yeah. By far. Hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. It's true. And it didn't just come out of the blue. Yeah. You know, like these guys, our founding fathers, were, they studied a lot of law. They studied a lot of history. And they studied the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know? So, like I said, it didn't just come out of their bud and just say, oh, (laughs) this sounds cool. We're going to put it on our paper. Yeah. And we'll call it the Declaration of Independence. That's, yeah. They were being threatened by the king. Sure. Right. They, they, their own lives were endangered. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. A tyrannical king. Yeah. Who indeed were trying to threaten them and their families. Yes. So they not sure. only yeah. said, "Well, we're," and the kind of threats they were getting were, I won't mention, but yeah, it was it was awful. It's horrific. Yeah, they, it was. But they made sure they they had the bravery to. To courage. push through it yeah. and the courage. Yeah. And that's 
just such a speaks to us today. Yeah, hundred percent. It should, yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Having the fortitude and the conviction to yeah take the necessary steps to do yeah the necessary things. And that's that's what has preserved our nation up until this day. And you know, there's a difference when you think about you know what our the form the formation of this country, this idea, this experiment of we call America, right? The difference between then and now, it's slight, but, it, but it's interesting, is that they were fighting for freedom, yeah. coming from slavery, so to speak, mm-hmm. fighting for their freedom, right? And here and now, we are fighting to keep it. Yeah. Okay, we're coming from freedom, and we are trying to preserve it, right? 100%. And that's a little difference. And so it's almost like... It's, it goes back to that, what we take for granted, right? Yeah. And so as American, you know, I didn't really think much about these things, you know, our, our constitutional rights and things. And I, I was, I had an amazing education from school. My parents, you know, put me through private school and then I was homeschooled for high school and everything. So part of our required curriculum every single year, 7th through 12th, was a constitution course. So I got to learn all this stuff from seventh through 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And I, but I, I I didn't realize that that was like rare. I thought that everybody did come to find out that's, it's barely even talked about anymore in our schools. And so uh, I took it for granted then only because I didn't know what I had. Right. And we do that often a lot. We do that as believers, right? We take our relationship with God for granted oftentimes because we don't know that it's really unique and special to other parts and other places in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Freedom is the same way. And so that's the deceit, I think, of, of a lavish lifestyle and, and this, American, this thing we call American dream uh, to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. As great as it can be, it can be used. It's a neutral thing, and it can be used for really good things, how we steward it, or it can be used for really evil things. And we see people doing both in our world today, right? Yeah. And so I think really n- knowing and understanding and being very affluent with your purpose here on planet Earth for the time you're here is really is going to be the driving force. It's going to be the thing that really compels you forward that you can walk through anything in this life as tyrannical as it may seem, you can still get through it and overcome if you are grounded and rooted in your heart with that God given purpose. And, and, um, and that's really where hope stems from, right? When you are convicted of that and you know that, I'm here for a purpose. And really, it's to be loved by God and to love others like yeah. God loves you, right? It's to yeah. share. It's, it's, see, everything about, everything about our relationship with God and everything about our duty and responsibility, at least how it should be as Americans, is all about sharing. It's about passing on something, right, to other people. <clears throat> because what good is love? What good is God's love if it stops with you? Hundred percent. What good is that? It's, it's static. Then it's not dynamic. And God's love was very dynamic. It was very. It was a verb, right? It was very. It did things. It it, it compelled Jesus to walk through some of the most evil and hor- horrific things that could be done to a human being because he was drawn by love. He was. He was. It was. It was. He was saturated in in his Father's love, and yeah. that's what caused him to see the end from the beginning. That's what caused him to fulfill his purpose, right? was that great love for humanity. And I think that ultimately is going to be what 
keeps you going even when things out here are going a little crazy, okay? And when I say that, okay, I want to be very careful how that comes across because I don't want to be like some of those Christians who do not take part in their civic responsibility and duty as a citizen of this country because they are so compelled by their spiritual or their God-given destiny, calling, purpose, what, what have you made. They're very much intertwined, right? Mm -hmm. They're not mutually exclusive from each other, okay? Yeah. They, they're, they're both, they both walk the same path, okay? But it's really what kingdom are you operating from to overcome and walk through these situations, okay? And really, it's like, there, there are things that, that have happened in all of our lifetimes that weren't for the best, that were out of our control, so to speak, that were, there were decisions made, whatever it may be, you know, a little bit encroachment on some of your God-given rights um, or, or your bill of rights that are guaranteed by the Constitution. You know, maybe it's another law or more taxes or whatever it may be, right? And we have to be careful because, you know, you could, you could go a couple different routes with, with things like that, I think. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, what I remind myself of is, God, what is my purpose? What is my purpose here on this earth? And that is going to be, when I'm in sync with that and in tune with that, that is going to be the, the way that I overcome you know, certain things in life. And yes, we absolutely need to stand up and we need to speak for the defenseless and the powerless and the weak because that's not only a responsibility as children of God, right? That's our responsibility. Yeah. But it's also an American responsibility, right? 100%. It's an American responsibility to look out for your neighbor 100%. and to make sure that they also have an opportunity to pursue life, liberty, and that pursuit of happiness in the way that they see fit. Yeah. Right? And I think, well, this... This is, uh, I wrote this down, and this is relating to what you're just yeah. talking about. Um, I wrote down, America is a system or a channel for people to be successful, and Jesus is our source for everything we need good. to be successful. Yeah. You know, just because it, it, one, of the, one of the characteristics of America or of Americans is hard work, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And... We have to, in order to be successful in this world, we have to work hard. Sure. We have to work hard. It's a biblical know? principle. It's a it's, godly principle. Right. Put your hand to something. It's not something, yeah. it's not a handout. Yeah. You know, and you're seeing a lot of that in today's world. Yeah. It's just handouts. And a lot of people want handouts. <clears throat> Why? And, it, and we'll talk about more, uh, this more uh, in our next session, but it's the beliefs of their heart. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think, um, you know, I've been asked a few times, you know, seems like more now than ever, you know, like, well, how do we, how do we, you know, as Americans, how do we, um, how do we ensure our rights? How do we make sure that they, they, they remain, you yeah. know? And I think yeah. the best way to ensure your freedom is to exercise your rights. Exercise them. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and that means that you have to be willing to be courageous. Yeah. Okay. Joshua 1.9 tells us, be strong and courageous. Yeah. Right. Because the Lord goes with you wherever you go. Yeah. I mean, think about that for a little bit. Just, just, just try to imagine, like, you have the creator of the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, God, right? He put his Holy Spirit inside you when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
and he goes with you wherever you go. Okay? And he promises never to leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, that gives me courage. That gives me strength. That gives me hope. confidence and hope. And it's like, yeah. what do I have to fear in this world? I mean, honestly, you know, how many times have you guys heard this? How many times have you heard, um, you know, you're about to do something, you know, this is more of a boy thing probably, but, you know, when you're, when you're young and dumb and it's like, yeah, let's climb that and we don't need no ropes, you know, or just something crazy where it's like, and somebody says, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah. You've all heard that, right? Everybody says that at some point. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And usually someone says, you die. You could die, right? It's like, well, in all practical applications, that's probably the worst thing that could happen in a situation when you're doing something dumb, like free climbing a mountain when you could fall to your death, right? Yeah. Never done, never done that in my life. But my point is, is like when, when it comes down to our walk, right, in this earth with God, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Is it? Is death, is death the worst thing that could happen? As a believer? As a believer, no. No. I don't think so, right? I don't, I don't think that death in a situation where your moral or principal convictions that God has instilled in your heart, I think death is a is a better way out than compromising on those for me personally. At least it's fast. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what, and when you look at, <laughs> even Paul said, to be real, even, even Paul said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hear what I'm saying. Okay. Hear what I'm saying. Paul even said, you know, to, to die is gain. Right. Yeah. But, but if I'm here, right, it's better for, listen, it's, as believers, okay, as children of God, we represent Jesus on this earth, right? Yeah. It was better for Jesus to be on the earth those 33 years than, than not, right? Better for us now, better for everybody then, Yeah. right? Yeah. And we represent him as well. So it is better for the time being that we're here when we're, when we're uh, called and we're driven by a purpose greater than our, just ourselves, okay? It's better for everybody else in this world that people who represent Jesus are here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is because we offer them hope. And that's why, I was, that's why I was really upset about last year, about the whole COVID nonsense and the shutdowns and the churches closing and all this stuff. That's what I was upset about because I looked at it and I saw an opportunity like I've never seen before for the church to be the hope of the world in living everyday form. Come on. Here we are. Not only are we going to say, no, we're not going to close down because we are not driven by fear. We are not called by fear. Second Timothy, I believe it says, it says, for he has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. Okay. And not only do we have that, that God given right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but this government, this constitution formed by man ensures a first and second amendment, probably the, the two that we all know the most, right? Freedom of religion and the practice thereof, right? And that's what upset me the most is I saw the cowardice of the church on full display, okay? And so that's disappointing in a lot of ways because here is a world suffering in need. Now, in my opinion, needlessly suffering in a lot of ways because of the fear that was behind 
all the panic that ensued, right? Um, but here was an opportunity. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. Listen, when I say the church, the real church is you and I, the people, right? The building, the place of worship isn't the church, okay? That is a place where the church goes to corporately worship. And, yeah, and, exactly. and it's great. We need that. It's, a, it's, a, it's not only an important thing, but it's a constitutionally protected right yeah, given by God. Exactly. Not man, not the government. And that's my point is that it was such a selfish thing, in my opinion, for pastors and leaders of churches to just close their doors because the government told them to for everybody's safety, right? Because you just handed over the keys to the government, which didn't give you that right to worship in the first place. Right. And you told them they have permission to shut you down at any point in the future for whenever they deem necessary. Yeah. And all they got to say is pandemic or for everyone's safety or whatever it is. Mm. And really, is the ultimate goal of evil to sustain churchgoers? Is it to allow people to worship God in a way that they, in, in a free way that they want? Right. Of course not. Right. Of course it isn't. They would love nothing more. Evil would love nothing more for the church to be wiped out, right? Yep. And so my point in all that is like, yes, it's not ultimately the, the place of worship, the building that you pass by, you know, on city corners and blocks all across the world in the nation. That ultimately isn't the church, right? We make up the church of Christ, you know, the body of Christ, the hands and the feet, right? Wherever we go, okay? But I really, I did, from what my perspective was and what I saw is I, I just saw a lot of people just kind of comply against these things. And I think, yeah. honestly, I think that was a great opportunity for places where, where people who know God could open up their doors to a world around them that's hurting and dying and offer them healing and hope in this, in this, in this Savior we call Jesus, right? Yeah. Who's, who's radically changed this, the world in every single way, right? And what they do. And so many just close their doors. There was a few that stood up. And you know what? I give them props. I think 100%. that's awesome. It's amazing. Well, I think coming back to your original point, like death is not the most scariest thing to a believer. No, not at all. Right. Or even as American, you know, I think to me, my, my personal opinion is it's losing your rights and losing your That's freedom. worse than death. That's worse than death. Slavery is worse than death. Because like I said, and I was making a joke, but at least with death, it's like, it's fast. It's done. Like you're going to heaven. Woohoo. Yeah. You, awesome. hope it's, you hope it's fast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah. as... As you're living on this earth and your freedoms are taken away and everything, you're living in slavery. You know. Yeah, and, and we're making a we're we're drawing a really big. I don't want to downplay what I'm saying when I say this because we're seeing initial steps and and maybe even further along than we'd like to hope. But you know, we're drawing big extremes here, slavery. Sure. You know, and we start thinking of real actual slavery that happened in. In, in centuries past, or maybe when the Hebrew people were under slavery in Egypt, you know, in Old Testament times and stuff like that, that was obviously far, far more uh, horrific than what we are experiencing yeah, now, right? Point. We and we're we're Good we're point. sitting here talking, right, and sharing, and but my point is, is like when when freedoms and rights are slowly whittled away at, it's still a slow death, right? It still leads to the ultimate. It's still slavery in some form, right? It's yeah. still going to get there, right? And so my point is like nip it now, 
Cut it off now before it's too late, before we won't even have a chance, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so... That was your main point. I think that was the point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, we're drawing extremes because yeah. we want to like... But we got, you got to wake people up a little bit yeah. of just like, hey guys, these are precious. These, these truths we hold self-evident, they're, they're precious and people have sacrificed for them. And I think we need to honor that sacrifice. We need to honor those people who've gone before us and say, hey, like if they thought I was willing to die for, if they thought this was worth dying for, for, for us to live in this way that we call America, yeah. then maybe we need to reevaluate what we, what we think is important and what is worth saying, nope, I'm not going to comply there. Yeah. I'm not willing to sacrifice that. 100%. And I think we forget the immense power and voice that we, the people, have. I mean, think about, that's the, that's the trick of the devil, and it's the trick of evil in general, and we're seeing it right now played out in, in tyrannical governments, of ice, making you feel isolated. Well, yeah. it's right? a good idea. We shouldn't be forced to do it. Right, right. And that's what's right. Exactly. That's but they want to make you feel isolated. They want to, like, target your small business and make you think that, yeah, all these other people are doing it and you know, they're complying. And so they're going to come shut you down if you don't follow these orders or shut your business down or only open for these hours or every other table or whatever it is, right? They're contacting you directly and telling you to do it. But imagine they're the, they're the minority here, right? Imagine if all these business owners said, got together and said, oh, we're, we ain't doing it. Even 50%. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And I don't mean to, I'm not trying to, to be mean or, or anything like that. I feel it's more loving and more selfless and more patriotic and more preserving of freedom. It's better to put your foot down at that place. Why? So other generations from now can, can experience what we've been blessed with because somebody at some point in history before our generation put their foot down and said no yep exactly not gonna do it because 100 years from now 50 years from now 300 years from now right they deserve these same god-given rights yeah well it says in the declaration yeah. of independence that's right you are consent to the government yeah they put their foot down no you're not doing this anymore and you know what it's okay to do that when things cross those lines, when things cross those lines in our declaration or, or in your amendments, it's okay to say, mm -mm. and come what may. Well, it's, it's right? just like what your wife was saying, April. She said, there's those boundaries that what government can do. Love has what, boundaries, yeah. Exactly. Love has boundaries. Yeah. Governments have boundaries or should have boundaries. But yep. here, you know, this is one of my favorite quotes from Benjamin Franklin. He said, yeah. it's a republic if you can keep it. Yeah. You know, and going back to our point of like, how do we walk this out as Americans, mm -hmm. we, you know, we got to exercise our rights. And th yeah. that looks different for every single right. And Greg was pointing out one for, from the First Amendment for the churches and everything mm -hmm. and the opportunity that they had. But it looks different for the Second Amendment. It looks different for, you know, the Third, Fourth, yeah. all those other ones that we have. You know, and then there's some that are for the specific government. But there's are some that are for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so... One, you have to get educated on it. Yeah. You know, you have to get educated on it. And we've, we've, been, we've been hitting on that pretty hard, you know. Yeah. You have to be educated on what your rights are in the first place. Well, you know, it's, you can't defend what you don't know right. and understand. 
Yeah. And therefore you can't and won't experience what you can't ultimately defend. Yeah, exactly. And right. And what does the Bible say? It says, let me just read this verse for you. In 1 Peter 3.15, says this, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. Okay? That's key, gentleness and respect. And so you know. we're not called to be silent no. as believers, as Americans. You know, if you have a passion and a love for something or someone, you're going to, to speak up. You're going to be vocal. You're going to warn them about something. You're going to say, hey, I, I, I'm cautioning you in this. Like, I'm seeing you do this and go down this road, and I, I just want to warn you, like, because I love you, don't do this. Like, yeah. I'm here to help you because I, I love you. And you can do that respectfully. And the same applies for... Um, you know, our duty and, and responsibility as American citizens, I think, is that be ready to give an answer. When someone says, you know, comes up to you and says, well, it's just a fetus. It's just a lump of cells. That's why my body, my choice. It's funny how that doesn't apply when it comes to things like masks or, you know, vaccines or anything like that, isn't it? The double standards and the hypocrisy is ridiculous. True. But my point is, is like, is that a time to be silent? Is that a time to... Um, say, yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about it because I'm, I'm not really, I don't know, or I'm scared. Mm-mm. No, because that thing that's referred to as a clump of cells, that's a, that's a human being. Yeah. That's life. It's life. And we're called to defend the defenseless and defend life. Right. Right? And, and there's a way to do that. It says in gentleness and respect. There's a way to do that because people <laughs> respond to love mm-hmm. and fear. Yes. Right? But... Jesus always, always brought love. He always approached every situation with the Father's love, right? And we, have, we can do that if we choose to, right? 100%. Now listen, there's times where it's maddening. Like there's times I get, I get riled up, I get fired up when, when people are just saying nonsense, right? That is just straight up lies. It's just, it's not true at all. Logically, common sense scientifically, biologically, you name it, it doesn't make sense. It's not true. But there is a way to talk to somebody who doesn't have the same convictions you do. And it's, it's really, it's by love, gentleness, and respect. Because somebody, nobody is going to change their mind in an argument when you're attacking them. Okay? 100%. Not even me. Right. If you're going to attack me, even if you're right, and I know you're right... (laughs) Pride is probably going to kick in. Wifey's always right. A happy wife, happy life, right? (laughs) But typically, like, walls go up, right? You just lost an opportunity to speak to their heart because they just put the walls up, right? And they're going to feel defensive, right? And they're going to do one of two things. They're going to shut down, walk away, or they're going to respond and up the ante Mm -hmm. with more yelling and screaming and, and raise it, right? And I think, what is it? A, a calm answer turns away wrath, Proverbs says. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's hard. Listen, it's not easy. It's not easy to respond to hate with love. Yeah. Because sometimes you just want to knock someone right out. Yeah. Okay? Or worse. Yeah. Okay? But that's the flesh, right? That's the flesh talking. And, and the Bible says, well, I just read that verse. I can't remember what it was. I'll, I'll get back to it. But 
we have to be able to respond to evil with good and right led by love and and respond respectfully and gently and say well actually here's why that's not actually true and because i love you because i care about you because jesus values you and loves you and cares about you so much so that he the guy was willing to send jesus to the cross to die for you yeah right and it's amazing just 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 hearing myself talk about this right now beautiful isn't it that is awesome hearing myself no i'm just kidding i love your voice (laughs) but 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 even even now like just hearing the truth about god's love and what he did for me like i i feel my heart softening right now and and like i feel like i could speak to someone who's angry and who's not of the same belief system i am when i remind myself of that and why do you that's why it's so important to be have a soft heart to god yeah that's why it's so important to be in our word and speaking with god daily why because if we try to go about this thing on our own we're not going to be able to respond in a in a, in a gentle respectful way yeah. because we're in the flesh right yeah. we're in our own desires and those are not god's desires sometimes yeah right no absolutely so i think coming back to walking this out as Americans and mm-hmm. and ultimately when we do that we're showing love to each other and think of it uh, just w- one real quick point and then we'll, we're going to start taking questions yeah from you guys and maybe some different um, perspectives but think of it as a, a bigger picture and a little picture so in the bigger picture when we show love to Americans to each other yeah you know we do that by exercising our rights right yeah that's one one, one of the mm-hmm. uh, the points or the reasons why the Second Amendment was uh, made is because it's supposed to protect us from a government overthrowing us, right? And we're supposed to be able to protect ourselves within that, mm-hmm. right? Now, that's that's bigger picture, right? But then think of it as a smaller picture with your family or yourself. You're using that to protect yourself and your family and your friends, right? Yeah. You know, and then even freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Like... The reason that we have freedom of speech, one of the benefits of it is we can hear different ideas. We can hear different perspectives and we can ask questions. You know, we can have the opportunity to walk in love with that person that's not really, um, that's, that's coming at or attacking someone else, right? Like these things, like I said, they're built on biblical principles yeah. and ultimately they're, they're built for us to show love to each other to honor each other and honor us as a nation and from there to the world Mm -hmm. you know yeah and that's the thing like we talk about you know the the, i just throw it excuse me (laughs) you know i think the second amendment is 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 a touchy issue for so many people because there's there's a lot of assumptions made with it and i'm not going to go into all the details about the the lack of education of people who are against the second amendment or um you know, but but oftentimes people, these pro Second Amendment people, myself included, we get thrown into this this uh, category of we're just violent and we we're warmongering and we we want to you know hurt people, yeah. and yeah, honestly, that is nothing but lies. You couldn't be further from the truth. I prefer peace. Yeah, one hundred percent. I prefer peace. God called us, right? Jesus, I believe it's Jesus' words, and I can look it up to make sure. Don't fact check me. But Jesus said, I believe, that we are called to be peacemakers, not peacekeepers. Okay? There's a big difference. 
There's a big difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. You know, the, peace, the peacekeeper says, oh, let's just keep the peace, everybody. Let's not, let's not you know, argue. Let's not, uh, you know, let's not fight. It's a passive reaction yes. to when things feel heated or when things feel out of peace. We're not called to be peacekeepers. We're not called to, be, to try to keep the peace, right? right. And peacekeepers won't ever experience true peace, right? Because they're trying to manage it. We're called to be peacemakers, right? Yeah. Everything God did was about creating, right? And it's a dynamic thing. It's a continuum. Creation is a continuum. It's continually creating. Every seed bears after its own kind, right? It's continuing, just like us. We're creating, we're procreating. You know, there's um, things going on. Our words have weight and they keep going and going, right? We're, we're reading things that were written hundreds and hundreds of years ago, right? But they're still applicable today and, they, and they're dynamic, Right. Yeah. And so, very much so, peacemakers they establish a, an environment of peace wherever they go. Yeah. Right. We say, well, it's because I'm drawn and I'm empowered by love that I, I say no to this. Those are powerful. And it's, it's because I'm a peacekeeper and because God established a covenant of peace between God and man, and it's because of that that I believe in the Second Amendment, not because I want to like hurt anybody i don't right. i really don't right. no true second amendment conservative wants to hurt or kill anybody we right. don't right right quite the opposite in fact right but god values life right and someone asked me this once and i want to i'll just wrap this up real quick but yeah. you know i had a a disagreement with a fellow believer about self-defense we'll call it that okay and this other who's who a person who professes to love God, who knows Jesus, right? And this person didn't believe in from a place of defending oneself or their loved ones because they didn't feel like it was their God-given right to take another person's life, okay? In all practical applications, there is some truth to that, okay? We don't go around looking for it. We don't go around, you know, and so I said, well, explain more to me what you mean by that. Like, what does that, what does that mean? Like, so if someone breaks in that door right now, and starts, and I'm going to be extreme here, okay, because I want you to get a picture, you know, starts hurting with a gun or whatever, killing your family members one by one. And there was one, a gun laying right here. Would you defend your family and yourself against that violent intruder? And they said no. Now, everything in my flesh was like, you don't even deserve the air you breathe. And that's really how I felt in the flesh, okay? Mm -hmm. But I wanted to find out more. And so I kept asking questions. I, I, I surrendered to the grace of God working in me. And I said, God, like, you're going to have to help me love this person because right now, like, I don't even know how they know you. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean, that, that's so counterintuitive to every fiber in my body of like defending your loved ones. Are you kidding me? I love them more than that person. Sorry. If there's a pecking order, that's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And maybe that's worldly. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's... You know, in some ways ungodly because Jesus died for that person too, right? But they've already crossed lines and barriers and made choices, right? To violate another person's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. There has to be a line where that can't be. Otherwise, Hitler would have taken over the world and we'd all be speaking German or Japanese right now, mm -hmm. right? Where does that end, right? And so I said, okay, what was your reasoning behind that? You wouldn't do that to someone who... And I, I got really graphic with him because I wanted to... Him, I want to get an emotional response like because deep down in reality i i don't really truly believe him i don't really think someone's just going to sit there and like oh, 
guess you're going to take us, not do anything. I just, as a man, that is like the most cowardly. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I asked him, I was like, well, what is your reasoning? How could you allow that to happen? That's crazy. Well, because I know where my wife's going when she dies. I know where I'm going when I die. Right. But I don't know where that person's going when they die. And I know it was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Some of you are probably getting riled up. I could feel the tension, like, <laughs> you know. And I, but so I know it was the Holy Spirit who inspired with this response because I didn't even hit a beat. It's like, okay, what if that person leaves your door and goes to the next house and kills all your neighbors? Do you know where they're all going? And then he goes down the street two miles and kills everybody else. Do you know where they're going? Are you willing to, for their eternal destiny to be made up just because you wouldn't do the godly, manly thing and defend your own family and yourself? That shut him up real quick. Okay. I'm telling you right now, nobody who claims to know Jesus and knows him intimately and abides by this constitution, none of these people, right? The real true ones. Okay. There's exceptions, but I don't think they're true. Like understanding people of what this constitution means. Nobody wants to hurt anybody. We all prefer peace. Thomas Paine said, I pref we prefer peace. But if tyranny is going to come, let it come now so my kids' kids' generation can live in peace, okay? We want peace. If you want peace, there's an old adage, if you want peace, prepare for war, right? And so we don't go out of our way, right, to exercise. Because exercising your Second yeah. Amendment by going and, like, toting guns and shooting people, that's, that's violating someone's else right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So right. you've already crossed the line. That's not operating in your second amendment. Exactly. Okay. The second exactly. amendment is like, I, because God values life and the innocent, mm -hmm. I do too, because I'm in Christ the and I will defend that. it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Anything else, Chris? I think that's really good. You know, so I just want to ask you guys, what are some of the correlations that you have seen or maybe don't know, maybe have questions on what, how, how God has worked or maybe some of his principles into America? What are some of the things that you've seen that are so abundantly clear or maybe not abundantly clear in America? Like, you mean the correlations between? Yeah. So like <clears throat> from our, from our rights, from, you know, um, from, from the churches, like, or I guess maybe, maybe I'll, uh, rephrase the question. Like, w how do we as believers, let me ask you this. How, how do we as believers walk this out? Mm -hmm. Cause we're going to go into this next week or next session. Mm -hmm. How do we, how do us as believers walk this out? Mm -hmm. You know, well, I was going to say, I don't think it's like clear cut every single time. How it's going to be for me is not necessarily how it's going to be for you. Yeah. I think that's where like a relationship with God and just like being sensitive to his spirit because depending on the relationship and the person in front of you, like you may respond completely different than I do. Yeah. Um, and that's okay because, you know, standing for what you believe in and what that looks like, I think looks different for every single person. And that's why having a relationship with God and just being like sensitive to him mm -hmm. is the best way to live because if you cook a cutter, yeah, formula, yeah, make a formula out of it. Like 
my formula is not going to work for Greg. It's going to work for Danielle. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if you want to, if there is a formula and I, I don't like to use that word either because God is very dynamic, right? We can't, we shouldn't put him in a box, but really the ultimate like formula, so to speak is by grace through faith, right? That's how we really walk out our daily lives yeah. as believers is by grace. Grace is God's ability. It's his power. Okay. It's God's ability working in us. Yeah. We are the valve for that. Okay. We ultimately say yes to that or no to that or some concoction of, you know, maybe lukewarmness of it, but God will work in and through you to the amount that you allow him to. So right. by grace, right? God's ability working in us. This is how we overcome in life. Okay. By grace, God's ability through faith, trusting him. Yeah. How do we allow God's ability, his ability? Like when Jesus said, like greater things you will see and do miracles, healing, signs, and wonders. Like this is what I'm talking about right? That happens by grace through faith, trusting God and letting him, let his ability, his power flow through you. And we do that just by trusting him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, to, as you said, walk out in our daily lives, it, it kind of goes, you have to arm yourself, but with knowledge. Yeah. And like you said last time, people have courage blind. Yeah. So that, when somebody does, or when you do get the opportunity, you can share and help, and hopefully that person will share and help, yeah. and it'll continue from there and grow. Yeah. And not stagnant. Yeah. Not get lost. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, I wrote this down and I haven't shared this yet, but you kind of inspired me, Corey. You know, the way of righteousness or the way of a believer is not for the cowardly or passive at heart. No, it's, it's not. It's not. No. It's not for the cowardly. I'm not just saying they're not a Christian or a believer, okay? But really, we're not called to be passive. We're called to be peacemakers, not right. peacekeepers, right? <clears throat> I mean, Joshua, courageous, be strong and courageous. You have every reason to be strong and courageous because God goes with you wherever you go. Yeah, 100%. Right? And the path of a true American is also not for the cowardly or the passive. Yeah. No. For so long, the church, yep. the Christians, whatever you want to call us, conservatives, yeah. believers, whatever, yeah. have been told, don't get involved. Yep. Oh, 100%. Yes. Politics and religion, right? Don't but you know no. Don't cause, you know, this to be. And, you know, when you grow up in that kind of generation, you do pull back. Yeah. And you you don't arm yourself in knowledge and you just say, okay, well, we'll just let things happen. Well, now look at where we are. No, 100%. culture personified. Yeah. You, it's been driven so well and instilled so well into the people. That yeah. The cancer culture, if you want to call it that, has been allowed to thrive because yeah. people aren't armed. Yeah aren't being bold and aren't standing up and going, yeah, I disagree with this and here's why, and I'm not going to let you mm -hmm. shut me down and here's why. We can stand up against that, but because of the fear that comes along with this so-called, I don't know what's being canceled, I don't know yeah. how to cancel another person mm -hmm. and how it's allowed to persist because people aren't standing up towards it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, like, without that 
the ability or you know like without them being compliant with it then how can you be canceled how can somebody allow themselves to be canceled i guess is, yeah and that's a that's a terrible thing that's occurring yeah because it is lack of and I, it's worth preserving right it's it's worth it's worth um fighting for you know for lack of better terms it's those, those yeah. american ideals and freedoms and things you know the difference here is like the two kingdoms at play right we have god's kingdom right yeah which is everlasting it's 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 not threatened in any way right um except through you know the the the, the reach of it can be threatened when freedoms are constricted right um jesus said go into all the world preach the gospel right well that's been really america's done that better than any other nation on the face of the earth because of the freedoms that we have yeah. that we've lived mm -hmm. in here and so and that's what i'm saying it is worth preserving for that but but what i want to say is this is that can god's kingdom operate anywhere in the world absolutely can your american rights and freedom operate anywhere else in the world yeah can they mm -hmm. are you sure 100 percent they can it depends on the country though here's the thing do you have rights even if you're an american citizen in a different country if you oh well in that case no but the rights they shouldn't be just american that's the well they shouldn't be but that's why this is the world's last best hope and bastion of these rights and freedoms exactly right they, th these these rights i'm, I'm just saying world, this if worldwide. you break the law in a, in a third world country you don't get Miranda rights. You don't right. get like uh, True. A, a, a free call to your lawyer or your wife or husband or whatever it is. You don't get that. Like freedom of speech isn't guaranteed, not even in Canada. It's no. not a constitutionally protected right even it's up not, there. And so there's, there's things that we have that are, are so unique to this country and the fibers that make up this idea and experiment we call America that are worth preserving, yep. right? But my <clears throat> point in that is, is like, if they go away, if, if they fade off, and I, I don't want to see that happen, right? God's kingdom is still alive and well. It, it'll look different. It'll change. I mean, China has an underground church like you can't even believe. And there's, but there's severe punishment for preaching the gospel over there. You know? Yep. No problem, guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey. No, no, no. Have a great Thanks for coming. Love you guys. Appreciate you. We're wrapping yeah. up anyway, but... Um, yeah, my point is, is that we have such an amazing opportunity in this country to continue being that, that last ray in a civil world of hope for freedom, 100%. right? And for freedom, Christ has set us free for freedom's sake, you know? And so that's why I, I am so uh, passionate about it is because I see the, the, the consequences of letting it slip away is um is not as glorious as <laughs> continuing in them yeah not only for us immediately but for future generations and the rest of the world 100%. the rest of the world i mean is greatly impacted by what happens here yeah yeah so oh yeah nope you're good man but uh in, in there it's the unalienable rights life liberty and the pursuit of happiness, mm -hmm. life and liberty, it's not the pursuit of them. Yeah. We don't have them, we have them already. Yeah, that's, that's a right. good point. So yeah, that's a really good point. Being, right. Uh, more, you know, uh, 
keen right now yep. than, than the others, perhaps. But yeah. it's not the pursuit of liberty. It's, we don't, we don't have to It's foundational. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, exactly. It's up to you to put action to your pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. That's a responsibility, right? 100%. But the pillars of that are life and liberty. Without life and liberty, there is no pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Right? 100%. Is there any questions on there, by the way? Okay. I'm thinking of which one? Like the how you walk this out. Yeah, okay. Like I don't I don't have like an exact answer for you still. I, I still stick true to my my first response, but yeah. I do like uh, to kind of what like Corey was saying, I think when you stand up, it gives other people boldness. Yes. You know, good. it gives people like the, the space to be like, well, they did, so can I. Because yeah. I think of, of somebody at work that spoke up um, and really went against, not went against, but really spoke. Challenged. Challenged somebody yeah. in a position of authority because they were speaking um very much like the world is speaking this is mm. what you should do why wouldn't you do this and like really trying mm -hmm. to bully people into, into something 100 and this person spoke up and i was so proud yep. and honestly like it like challenged me even more to want to be more bold because it's like yeah absolutely you know it really mean? is it's an inspiration yep yeah. Right. And it's not now when. Yeah. Yeah. Not just currently, but yeah. also forever. It's forever. Not now yeah. It's Today. Forever. Now. You won't have a chance later. Yep. 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 Okay. So I agree. This. Oh. No. Okay. If anybody yeah, has well, any questions, has any yeah, questions, absolutely. Anytime. Um, questions or comments or. Um, Insults, whatever. <laughs> bring it. And bring it. Calling all trolls. Well, I, I just want to say this one thing, and then I'm going to ask you a question, a rhetorical question, for you guys to think on by yourselves. Um, so the, the statement is, and this is what Jim Richards has said many, many times. If you don't know who Jim Richards is, he's an amazing Bible teacher. He's helped you know, further the grace message and brought it really to America and the world. Mm -hmm. um, but he said, often how you start something is how you have to keep it. Mm. And think about that with America. How we started America is how we have to keep it. And it goes along with what Benjamin Franklin said. It's a republic if you can keep it. Yeah. You know? And so I just want to inspire you guys and just encourage you guys to think on how you can continue to further the message of just of of hope of liberty to pursue happiness yeah you know and not only in your lives but within yourselves and to other people think about that how you how can you do that people are watching yeah the world's watching right? the world is watching they really are think on that because i mean yeah. god told me to start this bible study and i said okay and mm -hmm. so that that's one reason one way that i am doing it to help with greg and everybody else but and you There's don't know who your impact, like here or online, there might be somebody watching that who becomes a president in the future. Exactly. And I want in the cabinet if you do. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But think on I want that. the new codes. No, think on that you know, within your lane, with who you are, with your purpose, with yeah. God, how you can help further the message, the great message, not only of America, but of, of Jesus. Yeah. So it's good. Um,
let's go ahead and close out in prayer. And Good part, man. We'll uh, close this thing. So thank you, God. Thank you, God, so much for who you are. God, we thank you for all the things that you have given us and all the, uh, the access to the promises and everything that we have pertains to life and godliness through Jesus. We thank you so much for the Holy Spirit. We thank you so much for your love. And we speak peace over everybody here in the world, in our government, in our churches, in our homes. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Cool.